Big thank you to today's sponsor, Canva. Canva Pro is an easy to use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. For me personally, as somebody who is well-knowledged in creating things like this, Canva is a great time saver. I don't have the time like I used to to sit down in my editing software and put together a perfectly presented graphic. It's just not something I have time for anymore. Luckily, Canva Pro has everything that I and you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. You can very quickly put together exactly what you need and you're envisioning in your mind. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. There's no idea too big or too small for Canva Pro. Design like a pro with Canva right now. You can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash chill and get your free 45-day extended trial. That's over a month. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash chill. Canva dot me slash chill. Everybody and welcome back to the Chiluminati Podcast, episode ninety-four. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin. Drum, my two other co-hosts, Jesse Cox and Alex Fasciane. Yeah. Oh my, the bo- but the boys from the West. The boys what? from the West. The boys. Yeah. Worst thing anybody's ever said to describe us as a pair. <laughs> that's just that's what I do. I, so mysterious. I try, to, I try to pick the most vague, obvious thing about you, and I, I apply it as your descriptor. Beautiful. Um. Yeah, you know, uh, we, but we can, I can, oh man, what's a good segue? What's a Alex? good segue? You're trying to get us into the shilling, right aren't you? How about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to have the show on the air every week, <laughs> head over to patreon.com slash pod where you can support our show. You can make our show even better than it already is. You can add to the legend of the Chiluminati and you get plenty of cool stuff in return. Art presale on merch. You get access to the discord, all kinds of dope shit. Go, go do it. Patreon.com slash Chiluminati pod. And what now, about our, our world famous? Look, I got to help. What about our world famous, uh, other show we do? The, like mini, the mini other show, the mini sode. Yeah. It's so famous that I didn't even talk about it, but yeah. yeah, that's right. In 15 minutes, chunks, we are bringing back sexy, 15 minutes at a time. Ooh, what? Every no? time you're done mm. listening to the Chiluminati podcast, 15 more minutes of it exists where we talk about current <laughs> events. Those things that's that you true. always tweet us about, that's where we talk about it. So go find it. Go listen to it. Check it out. And now I'm going to effortlessly segue back to the <laughs> rest of the episode. There yeah, you we go. Gotta, I got to shill a tiny bit more because yeah. the time of this episode going up, we have a huge sale happening over at the yeti.com slash uh, collection slash Chiluminati, 30% off. The stuff that's going to be coming out of the store, we're basically wiping out what's left and we're going to have new stuff going up, a new poster, a new T-shirt. Um, the Chupacabra shirt is now going to be a poster and the Jeff the Mongoose T-shirt will be going up alongside of it. Um, we have pins in the works as well, some new ones. So if you want some of the old merch before it disappears, you get it now. 
Do okay. we have like I question? Do we have yeah. a logo pin? Have we just ever made that? No, we've never made a logo. How do we, we not, not have a logo that? pin? Well, you How guys, we you not guys have made slurp or whatever the hell, but you didn't make a logo. Come we on, only logo. make pins of important shit. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, it, that logo made, pin glow in the dark. That is us. I'd own one of those. We did a logo. We did logo stickers, and that was like where we kind of stopped. Yeah, uh, and a shirt and all it, sorts of I'd stuff. at least put it uh, on my on my dresser. Right, yeah, at least to kind of set it yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a man um, of not very many promises. <laughs> where am I going? I'd at least uh, like I, I don't know. Where am I going that I need to throw a different pin on true. every day? I, I mean, I, I mean, fair. Maybe you just want to get a suit and you wore it on your it's, lapel. It's different when it's your own show. You know, like when you're with when you're when you're out somewhere and you're wearing a six Illuminati pin and just love the show, you're happy to talk about it. You have no. But when you're like, hey, when and then they're like, show, what you're saying, it's weird to it's identify weird with something you have we're to be on. Like, they're like, oh, what's that pin? And you're like, oh, it's this great show that you can support on Patreon. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it's uh, it's my show. And they're like, oh, I, I got to go. That. go. That's the difference. I would say it's a show <laughs> yeah. called Illuminati. I listen to it all the time. Yeah, you it's guys should check it out. Really imagine imagine that's the beginning it. of a friendship. And then three months in, you have to be like, by the way, it was my show. <laughs> no, if anything, <laughs> oh that perfectly God. encapsulates who I am as a person. They would immediately be like, ah, ah, all right. I know who yeah, he I is. I get you. Uh. <laughs> I know we got, I got to kind of hand this off because we got another exciting special episode, but I did want to say one thing. Um, bit of honeys are still S tier. S tier. Boston oh. baked beans are like C tier or lower. I, I just can't, it's, it's taken a while to get through the box. I was wrong on the Boston baked bean candies. They're really not great. You think the bit, bit of honey, honey I went through in the whole, the whole bit in of one honey day. is the, I went through is the whole box in a day. Are you right up there with the peanut M&M? Right it's up there. still... Mm. The Reese's peanut butter cup. We're talking up there with the, with the greats. I, when I, I went, yeah, I, I crushed that whole box in like under a t- like for three hours. Well, like then I gone. say watermelon sour patch kids are S plus because those are the best candies ever made. Period. If you want to burn your fucking mouth off. No way. Watermelon <laughs> sour patch. Those are the best candies. It's like Period. when you used to eat warheads when you were a kid. I should do a Chilluminati on warheads when you're a kid. And if they can really burn a hole through your cheek, if you eat all the ones on the back once. <laughs> the answer well, is no. Jesse. Yeah. Today's, uh, today's special because we're hitting the reins to Ooh. you. Uh, congratulations, by the way. The uh, Lost Colony of Roanoke is being recommended by college professor now uh, for their history class to listen to. So yes. um, we're basically college professors ourselves now. Damn right. Yeah. Damn my, right. my ego has been fluffed enough that I was like, I got to do another one of these. <laughs> got That college professor is going to listen and be like, I've made a mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so today is another histories mysteries yes one of the things when trying to come up with these and trying to delve through history that i've noticed is there's a lot of things that say for example you or alex will talk about that technically are a history mystery right except the explanations are a little more out there or laissez-faire as i say i like to call them or maybe they didn't happen at all no one really knows right it's like that vibe like who knows who can say well, I've decided to make a solid thing for history mysteries that I do that it definitely happened. I like, so that. like the historical right. record says it definitely happened. That's and like. today's story is one that is so bizarre, so strange. And uh, it's one of those things where I think most people, when they hear about it, they initially will be like, there's no way never happened. This is unbelievable. But it did 
and we're going to talk about it today. So today's trip is going back in time um, to tell a story that is unsettling. It's creepy. It's totally unbelievable. It is something that we definitely need to talk about on this podcast. It's something that is totally unexplained, but did happen. Now, when we think of the Middle Ages, there's a lot of things that come to mind. Alex, first thing that comes to mind, Middle Ages. Uh, getting really sick because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> Great. All right. <laughs> yeah, Middle Ages. I'm just going to go with like, you know, sword and shield knights, you know, yeah, kings, yeah. that shit. Everyone thinks that, right? Kings and knights and epic quests and bloody wars and weird, you know, like poop diseases. And like, Everybody you know. just ate this one meat and then like a town died. Yeah, yeah. Great <laughs> castles and sweeping countrysides. And that's kind of Alex, you nail, you like hit the nail on the head when it comes to exactly what I want to talk about today, because everyone thinks about sort of the upper class of the Middle Ages. But rarely do you think about the peasants who during this time had it bad. Your life was a mess. Today, we're focusing on France, especially during the 13, 14 and, and 15th century. Uh, well, 16th century. So from the 1300s to the 1500s. And um, during this time period, France was in a war with England for, you know, we call it the Hundred Years War, but it was longer than that. It was primarily fought in France, which led to economic distress and compounded with bad weather and overpopulation and commercial dislocation and famines and all sorts of it was a bad time to be a peasant for that period from the 1300s into almost the 1600s <laughs> things were not okay and so by the time the 1500s rolled around during this you know the story were taking place in the people of France were definitely over it and they needed to let loose and that is where our story begins. So come back with me, if you will, to the Middle Ages, to let Strasbourg, loose. France. What do you do in Strasbourg, France, when you want to let loose, Alex? You go up, you go look in the sky, and if you see a silver craft, you just get ready for the jizz to fall. <laughs> in the scorching summer heat of July 1518, a woman named Frau Trophia or Trophia, I'm not sure how to actually pronounce that. Exited her home, stepped out onto the street, and began to dance. Oh, my God. She continued dancing and dancing and dancing until she collapsed from exhaustion. When she later awoke, she immediately began dancing again, this time without rest. Onlookers began to clap and cheer, and they were just amused by what is... A pretty strange display for this time period. She's just dancing in the street. But it soon took a grim turn because one day passed, then another day passed, and another day passed, and she kept dancing. No, no breaks. <laughs> she would uh, uh, sometimes she would pass out and then immediately get back up. So she literally <laughs> just danced her ass off every waking moment of her life for like several yes. days. Oh, but wait, life. but wait, there's more. Things took an even stranger turn when over the course of that first week, 30 additional people from the town joined her. They danced and they flailed about seemingly without a care, but onlookers described their faces as pained. And it Pain. makes sense. 
Oh, yeah. It makes sense because as they danced, they did not stop. They danced to the point of injury, seldom stopping to eat or drink or use the bathroom or take care of their bruised feet or the mounting fatigue they had. They just kept dancing. Did they at least like have fun with it? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, did you like, like, was it like dancing? Like, as well, if let like, me, to me, I mean, I'm there's no stereo. I yeah. mean, let me, I, I will, yeah. I will try to describe this to you. It did not stop there over the course of the first month, 400 additional people joined the dancing, completely neglecting their family, their friends, what? their responsibilities, just That's so weird dancing. I'm they honestly danced. just surprised that was that many people alive in one place. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this. I mean, there's there's another stat that when I was doing this uh, research, there's another stat about um, the bubonic plague and stuff like that. And they were talking about how. You know, some towns, the population dropped from 40 to 20,000. Right. So there you know, it was. Yeah, it was. There were still a lot of people, even though it was a bad time. But, um, you know, she, these 400 people just started dancing, completely neglecting everything in their life. They just danced and they went on dancing until to the horror of onlookers. People just started collapsing, just dying right on the spot. And then the dancers around them would just dance over their bodies. So that's creepy. <laughs> that's 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 like I, some midsummer esque kind of horror. Right I gotta there, know. Where the dancing doesn't stop. I got to know what the vibe is like. Are so, we loving this? Are we are we <laughs> well, just <laughs> let me uh, let me continue. Or is there like middle middle age cocaine epidemic that just like ripped through some people? Like so God the, damn. the city elders were like, what is going on? They were not amused by any of it. One of them, a man named Sebastian Brant, uh, who actually wrote a book called Ship of Fools. Oh, he which, was the, uh, the crab from uh, <laughs> the kingdom of right, Atlantis. Right, yeah, right. except he was not into love. If, if anything, in his book, he wrote a chapter on the folly of dancing. So this dude was pissed when he saw the people in this town just openly in the street, just shaking and flailing and doing their thing. And uh, so they said, you know, we got to get together and talk about this. He gathered the council and he said, look, we need to get them out of the streets. We need to do something. The dancers aren't spread throughout the city. This isn't like a citywide thing. They all seem drawn to certain places. We don't know why, but we do know is they're causing huge traffic jams of people. We cannot handle this. This, this, this is this. just like that Santa thing where all those Santas get like fucked up and like run through the streets. And <laughs> Santa Con. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a it, like a wild uh, whatever those things are where people like a flash mob. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. A, it a feels like that flash mob. They probably and just you, didn't know when to stop because they didn't have Twitter. So they were just like, right. are we good? <laughs> yeah, they, they just kept going. <laughs> and so Brant and the others were like, we got to put a stop to this. And so they tried to do so. But those who frolicked would not be removed. They simply kept dancing, even though it seemed as if the people themselves wish they could stop at first. And this is going to what Alex was talking about or asking. They would cry and they would wail for help, but eventually entered sort of like a trance like state and danced with a passion that prevented people from holding them down. Their bodies were just like flail. No, maybe somebody left the uh, like British computer on and then there's somebody who's playing like 
some sick, like some like Prince music or something through the, the rhythm is going to get you, dude. Yeah. Like through the computer <laughs> into the olden days. And they're just like, what is that? I can't help it. It's just too good. First they cry. Cause they're like moved by it. Cause they're like, they hit that part where he's like, dearly beloved. We are gathered today to talk about this thing called life. And they're like moved by that. And then when it starts, that's when they give in. So Branton and the other city councilors consulted local doctors who, keeping with the medical wisdom of the time, concluded it must be overheating of the blood on the brain and their passions are just flared up. That's why they're dancing this way. Ah, uh, that of course, that does that does cause your passions to flare mm-hmm. the overheating of your blood. And the only way to solve it is to chop off your own penis or some <laughs> fucking stupid ass cure. So right. th- <laughs> they figured if we could just you know, if if holding them down isn't going to do the trick, there's only one thing left that we can do. Kill them. More dancing. (laughs) More dancing. Yes. Perfect. It's kind of like the idea of if your dad catches you smoking, he brings the whole box of cigarettes. He's like, you're going to have to smoke all. It's that. It's that vibe. And I remember when uh, Bobby Hill did that and then he uh, just got addicted to cigarettes. (laughs) Yes. 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 (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing. All in the bathroom on that last one. (laughs) So what the town did. This is this is amazing. What the town did. They cleared an open air area for the dancers to be moved to, commandeering guild halls, erecting an actual honest to God giant stage, bringing in performers, pipers, drummers, you name it. And they literally created a concert venue and herded them all into it. And that was the origin of French electro music. (laughs) (laughs) The theory here is insane. The theory was if they could get all these people to sort of turn their dancing up from like prom to rave, they would shake off the sickness. They would wipe it out. Yeah. So they hired this. They even like <laughs> the sickest DJ in France. Yes. They hired. <laughs> they hired all of these. <laughs> obviously not DJs, but like whatever at the time was the music people. They were like knights, but they had like digital <laughs> displays on their faces. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And they hired these people to come in and dance and they just or, or play the music so that people would dance. And unreal. What a a fucking solution. I want to I want to be governed by these people. (laughs) And so they just kept them dancing and dancing and dancing. They even went as far as to hire the strongest people in town to hold up the dancers who were too weak so they could keep going. Oh my god! Now, what the fuck? Do we know if they could? We know if they we could they could communicate with these people, or were they just like I said at first? At first, they you know it seemed like they didn't want to be dancing, right? Like when they first started, when most people first started, they they had the look of like, please help me, and then eventually sort of entered a trance and were just gone. Gotcha. Like dancing machines. So weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, at, least, like you said, at least they're helping them by holding them up. Hire yeah, the strong men. They hire the strong men to come in and hold them up. This must and have been the- an economic boom time to have that type <laughs> of fucking money. Strong I think it was money. because for two months this continued during Every the day? summer. Every day at its this height, Bacchanalian. <laughs> at a at its height, uh, there is no actual information about how many people were actually dancing, but. At its height, at least 15 residents were dying a day from strokes, heart attacks, and exhaustion. Just from the dance party? Just from this dance party, because they, like, didn't do anything else but dance. Dude, literally even partying was killing people back then. That's nuts. 
Are they a fucking poem. vibing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to it. We'll get vibing. A poem <laughs> in the city archives explained what happened next. And, uh, I, you know, it's short, but I'll just a include poem. this and we'll give it to Mathis to read for the frame. <laughs> for me. fucking poem. Right there. It's right not, there? It's not okay. even a poem. It's just a line. Oh, in their madness, people kept up their dancing until they fell unconscious and many died. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> the, the, right, the well, music pretty... of the line just dances <laughs> yeah, off just, of the verse. <laughs> yeah, that was just uh, that's less of a poetic feeling and more of just kind of a blunt statement. <laughs> uh, everyone went crazy and fucking danced and they died. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the city council realized, <laughs> I think we may have goofed, and decided instead that at the end of the summer, boiled brains probably wasn't the problem. And the dancers were suffering from can, what can is we, just, we would all we would all associate in the Middle Ages the most obvious of answers, holy wrath. Uh, can we like can we just like take a minute and just recognize it took them two months to come to the conclusion that it was not boiling blood or things brain? were a lot slower. Didn't have a lot <laughs> going like, on day to day. I feel like months to come to that conclusion. Damn. Just, I mean, it, like if, if there was no dancing going on, they'd probably just be like tending to their like filthy stew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's probably not a lot else going on besides like I don't know, going out and what do you even do? Like, are you a farmer as a peasant in a town? I don't know, maybe a baker or a candlestick maker. You're just maker. like judging <laughs> Belle from Beauty and the Beast all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, looking yeah. at young, independent women and judging them silently from your windows. Absolutely. <laughs> that's that's the one of few things you could do. Isn't that right, uh, guys? She should get married. We. We, we. We. So they said, holy wrath, right? It had to have been God. And this seemed to make sense to them because, you see... This wasn't the first time this type of dancing plague had struck Europe. Legend tells in the 80s. Oh, no. (laughs) Legend tells that in 1021, so we're already going back 500 years before this, in 1021, 18 people in the German town of uh, Kolbik, 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 nailed um, it began dancing with wild abandon outside of a church. And the priest of that church was trying to perform mass on Christmas Eve. Oh, and my God. He was like, oh, hell no. He went outside, told them to stop, begged them to stop. They would not. So the priest cursed the dancers with a full year of dancing as punishment for their outrageous levity. He said to them, <laughs> you must dance a full year. And, and like, according to the legend, it worked. And they're like, you got like, it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Not until the following Christmas, did the dancers regain control of their limbs. Exhausted and repentant, they fell into a deep sleep, some never waking up again. They danced for a whole year. That's the legend. Like, That's what the priest said. OK, that's it. Later, God's command from 1247 to 1374. There were other cases of similar dancing. In one case, 200 people danced wildly on a bridge, collapsing it, killing every one of them. Oh my God. Ma- Mothman was probably what chilling off fuck? to the side, just like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, yeah, what are they fucking doing? In Germany and France and other nearby lowland regions, thousands of people died to this during this time period. Thousands of people died to dancing. Yeah. But in large groups, they danced in agony for days or weeks, many of them mentioning terrible visions, imploring priests to save them. So, of course, the council was like, 
This is some religious stuff. Oh, my God. Because they're actually uh, nearby in this town was a saint, a shrine to St. Vitus or Vitus. Uh, I'm not sure how you say that, but he is the um, he is a saint who now is associated with dance for obvious reasons. You'll see here in a minute. But one of his festivals that honored him was like you would go and like have a feast and dance in front of the saint's statue. Like that's the thing you would do. And so they obviously got to the point where, hmm, there's something holy about this. We got to, like, look for penance. And so in 1518, in the end of the summer, the council opted to take the holy road and forced a period of penance on those who were dancing. They banned music, dancing in public. The dancers were taken to the shrine of St. Vitus. And uh, like I said, he was, you know, they celebrate with feasts of dancing and stuff like that. And um, they were taken out of town to the sort of musty grotto and the nearby hills where this <laughs> shrine was. And wow. their, their feet were put into red shoes, which I believe is associated with the saint. I don't know why, but they're put into red shoes and they were led around figures of the saint. Is that what the Elvis the- Costello song is about? and in the following weeks most of them ceased their wild movements and the epidemic eventually came to an end they're like i'm cooking my stew (laughs) and soon this dancing plague even though it had occurred you know off and on in different places throughout central europe for i don't know the last 200 300 years Eventually ceased by the 1600s. It was gone completely. Never to be seen again. That's what in the wild. fucking world? I just want to like know what it was like to sit there and be like, you good, dude? And the guy's like, I just got this, this rhythm, dude. I can't stop. It's a devil's rhythm. Maybe they so, just were fucking tired of their fucking lives. You know what I mean? Like maybe this is all you could do as a fucking peasant is just to like go stand in the fucking street and dance your ass off. So you didn't like get killed by some fucking fungus. Well, let's talk about this. Let's discuss what happened. Uh, We as a, you know, a modern people have no clue what caused this. There are guesses, there are ideas, but we don't know why it went on for so long. We don't know why it just suddenly stopped. There are so many unanswered questions to this, but it's in the historical record. It happened. There are, there are countless examples of people just dancing wildly, and then dying, like dropping dead. And no one quite understands. Obviously, at the time, the the answer that I think uh, satisfied everyone in the 15s, uh, 1500s and 1600s and so on since then. Um, at the time, the idea was, well, it's probably related to something holy, this holy wrath. It's a curse. It's some sort of religious thing. Um, you know, they, they mentioned they were seeing demons. They, you know, it makes perfect sense to people living then. And even during the, you know, because that's also part of the Renaissance, right? That time period. So, you know, as they're becoming enlightened, even then they were like, well, that's the best explanation, right? They're like, it still seems the most logical God. Yeah. It's, it's a God thing. Um, the biggest theory at the time was that people in the town failed to honor St. Vitus and were cursed to dance. And it made sense to them because, you know, there was a shrine. They went to the shrine. It stopped. Right. It just made sense. All However, I think since of, then. Yeah. Sorry. There have been scientific theories. What were you going to say? All I can think of is like, 
You know, in Animorphs, when the little like <laughs> brain slugs go in like, your ear, uh, the Yerks. Yeah, 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 the Yerks. Right, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then they like control your mind. Yeah. All I can think of is that like something like the Yerks came, and then they got in the human heads, and they were like, "This shit is like." You know, like when you're in inside Pacific Rim, but there's only one guy, so you can't like drift compatibly with the with the brain. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. they're just in there, just like trying to be humans and just messing up their brains, doing like a little dance. So, so I mean, it's it, there are questions about was it really even a dance? Like, do would we today consider it a dance? Yeah, what right? the hell does their music even yeah. sound like? Right, that's it's just like, like because at the time when you think about dance, it's like they do that. You know, like I'm trying to do the thing like you see in movies where they do the, right. like really crappy dance where like hold their hands out but don't touch each other, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I don't imagine it was like that because they talk about flailing and like moving. Their- well, I don't imagine peasants had that kind I'm of. I'm picturing you either. say peasants. I'm picturing that scene from Titanic <laughs> where they're inside <laughs> like, the in steer- the- <laughs> like spinning around in a circle. <laughs> Holding hands with people in rags. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) worse than that. Worse than that. So there's there's a lot of um, attempts at scientific explanation. The one thing everyone does agree on, both old and new theories, is that these people were victims, right? They writhed. They screamed. They begged for help until they answered uh, entered a trance like state. And it's very obvious they didn't want to be dancing. So besides a curse, what could have caused it? I'm sorry. This is I'm going to cut you off, but this is just like it reminds me of a Junji Ito like horror. Imagine waking up one morning and just your body is dancing. You're like, help, help. And like the people outside are like calling you in a weird way. It's like that, like that whole, like the hole that fits you almost that other Junji Ito horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels like to me. It's just like, oh, it's weird. It's bizarre and creepy. And it's also one of those things that as you talk about it, it does sound unbelievable, right? Like it doesn't sound like this is just a thing that happens because we have no context. No, none of us just get up and begin to dance and then don't stop until we die. Like Mick Jagger and David Bowie (laughs) dancing in the street. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm picturing. But I mean, okay, like do you remember Spice? Or whatever that stuff's called, uh, K two. Remember that that biz? It was like kind of trendy for a little while. Uh, oh yes, okay, yes, 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 yes. yes. Like fake weed. Yeah. Oh yes. So like yes, one yes, of the yes. things that would happen when you smoked fake weed uh, that people like there was this whole thing about like blood coming out of your face and out of your nose and stuff. But then also there was this thing. I think it's fake weed where people would just be like they'd like see someone just like some cops would roll up and they'd see a dude just like standing there like just kind of like like frozen on the street like he just all of a sudden he just shut down you know oh god and i you know like if if i feel like peasants in the middle ages were probably pretty bored you know maybe they found some sort of like fucking dirty ass little goofy little you <laughs> know designer drug <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's a little mushroom somewhere in a corner fucking making all sorts of nasty chemicals one dude had one good trip and then he was just like yo you gotta yeah, try that shit this had- shit that fake weed has rat poison in it. I, I don't know oh, what the God. deal is with this shit, but well, let's 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 talk about that. We'll we'll make that theory number one. So one of the uh, more famous theories that was a theory for a while, like this was the number one theory for a while, was that the town folk had ingested ergot, which is a species of mold that grows on damp rye and produces a chemical brain reaction that induces terrifying hallucinations 
and violent twitching. It is actually the substance used to originally make LSD 25. Okay, yeah. All right. And they, if you're got up and danced in the street, well, well, uh, again, peasant dancing, flailing, we you know, know. I mean, if you are a fan of the Salem witch trials, one of the big theories there is that Ergot was linked to possibly why all that went down, right? It's mm. actually a surprisingly common thing to have happened in the like. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18th century. Like people would just get this ergot on their food and then they would just go loopy. It was so common. It was actually called St. Anthony's fire. Cause oh, you would, wow. you would start seeing things and you know, a lot of people believed that they would have these visions. Like, you know, most when you're on this, you would see like, you know, you have alter states of consciousness or you would see crazy shit and you could, you could, almost assume that's why they were shouting about stuff. And then they would enter this trance, right? And also apparently it makes you afraid of the color red, which could be associated with the red shoes. Huh? I don't know, but what the that's fuck? A, that's the a one weird thing that never thing made sense from this theory. The one thing that never made sense is this, like every other drug eventually runs through your system. So yeah, why would same. they have been dancing for weeks and weeks and weeks, especially if they weren't eating things? I mean, the obvious answer is got to be like just they got on like a fucking zag and like <laughs> monkey see monkey do. Like, I remember that story of those Australian that Australian family that just like suddenly just like was like, oh, shit, we're being fucking followed. Throw your phones. Go, go, yes. go. Like, yes, the brain yes. can trick you into doing shit. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. Uh, I mean, Great question. Like we if I will, saw everybody dancing, like would I start dancing? I don't know. I don't know how strong willed I am. If I walked into town, we'll talk about that. We will. Lit- that is another theory there uh, because again, it makes so little sense. It has to be these kinds of theories, right? So another theory by John Waller uh, was extreme psychological mass psychosis, much like in 1374, uh, when people had you know broken out and dancing, um, this the time period had appalling harvests. It was the advent of syphilis. There was leprosy. The plague had been just ravaging the hell out of Europe. It was a rough time to be alive, and you know all you have to do is think of today and the last year. And how people are getting more and more angry and angsty and argumentative yeah. and wildly combative and all sorts of. And this is just being told to wear masks. So imagine <laughs> living in a world where like you wake up one day and you poop your guts out and die. The end. Like that's it. It was that bad of a time. Yeah. So Jesus. Jesus. That, would just, <laughs> that would be such a rough way to go down. You'd be like, I think I need some yeah. water. And then you just like be dead. Waller uh, theorizes. That because all these dancing plagues occurred at roughly the same time and roughly the same area for that, you know, little short span of a couple hundred years um, that the people had this idea of a curse planted into their mind. And this is a statement for Alex to read. Every so often, when physical and mental distress rendered people more than usually suggestible, the specter of the dancing plague could quickly return. All it then took was for one or a few poor souls, believing themselves to have been subject to the curse, to slip into a spontaneous trance. 
Then they would unconsciously act out the part of the accursed, dancing, leaping, and hopping for days on end. Wow. And so maybe they just sort of like got themselves riled up into this curse. And because of everything that was going on, it was, uh, you know, it was this mass psychosis. They all sort of were so worked up and so completely stressed out that they snapped. And then because one person did it, everyone else was just kind of like, yeah, and they just like had the rape. They they were like, F it, let's go. And because life was so bad, they just danced without abandon until they died. You know, like it sounds crazy. It sounds insane. But then I think about those like those like televangelical priests that come out and they're just like and the people who just like bam, yeah. and people just like go down and he just like wipes <laughs> them out like Sauron at the beginning of Lord of the Rings with this little <laughs> thing. They're just going down. And I, you know, I'm not trying to talk against anybody's specific beliefs, but you know, not every priest out there that's preaching a certain religion is not is necessarily, you know, as as adherent to that religion as they might say and you see some things like you know people get caught up in that stuff or like uh where they like whip out the snake during church or anything like that or they speak in tongues like that shit it's not that it's particularly true or false it's just that humans have this sort of like surprising tendency to like oh yeah i'm on the zone baby like like you know what i mean it's weird well, this is that's actually what the third theory is. It's the one I, I think I tend to believe most because, you know, the mass psychosis, that's the assumption that everyone was just like, yeah, right. Yeah. I think it. I think the third theory is probably my favorite one. And this is a, you know, the case of classic spirit possession that you were just talking about, Alex, which is, you know, these people act as if their souls are being taken over. It's like watching someone on TV pretend to like have a ghost speak through them or something. Um, U.S. anthropologist Erica. Oh, poor Erica. I'm sorry about this. Bourguignon. Bourguignon. Um, it, it, it. She's kind of like parallel to Waller and has written about it this way. And Mathis, this big Yeet. hunk of text is for you. Oh, I love being a big, thick text boy. Oh, my goodness. All right. Uh, every so often when physical and mental distress oh, that's the previous one. One. Oh shit shit where am I oh raised raised in an environment yeah, that yeah, one? yeah. gotcha sorry sorry uh, raised in an environment of belief in which spirit possession is taken seriously primes people to enter a disassociative mental state where normal consciousness is disabled people then act according to culturally prescribed ideas of how the possessed should behave This is what happened in European uh, convents before the early 1700s when nuns would writhe, convulse, foam at the mouth, make obscene gestures and propositions, climb trees and meow like cats. Uh, That's fucking wild to think of a nun just foaming at the mouth and like hissing at me from a tree. Honestly, I get it. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling it lately. Their behavior seemed strange, but the nuns lived in communities that encouraged them to obsess about sin and were steeped in a mystical supernaturalism. Those who became convinced that demons had entered their souls were prone to fall into disassociative states in which they did exactly uh, what theologians and exorcists said the diabolically possessed do. In such cases, the possession trance also spread to witnesses who shared the same theological fears. You can see why I enjoy this theory, because it's pretty much how I view everything on this show. Where I'm like, we've been told that's what aliens look like. So everyone sees a gray every damn time like that vibe. And this is during this time period, you know, everyone 
knew what being tortured by demons was like or everyone had that fear. And so when they saw this happening and when people in town were like, it must be that you didn't, you know, praise this saint enough. Demons are here. People just like got it in their system. You know, like the people when I was yep. talking about when they go to the church and they're like, Shim-ba-da-ba-da-da, right. And then yep. they're like, you've cured me. It's like nothing happened here. You just <laughs> got it in your head that something happened. You just and prote- you just fell down because you felt fucking <laughs> excited. Yeah. And that's the same thing here. It's it's th- because of all that stress in their life, all these things happening you know, there's all these outside factors and the way they dealt with it, it wasn't, you know, a mass hysteria. It might have been like one or two people had a break and then everyone else was like, I'm in. Like, it very well could have been like that. Who knows? I got another theory. Okay. okay. What if yeah, have you guys ever done a drum circle? No, no. no. So it's a pretty hippy dippy activity. A lot of the time, the drum circle, but you get in one, everybody's got their little thing. And then you start like a little jam and then like everybody's just sort of like doing their little tech, 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 tech. And then you start to like get into the zone. And then suddenly it's like three hours later. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. maybe they could have just like all like got into the vibe of this. Like we're dancing and then suddenly we're dancing. instead of it being like three hours later, just suddenly you're dead. I mean, if you're tired, if you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're not strong enough for the rhythm of life, you know what I mean? Like if it's coursing <laughs> through you and it takes your essence away, you know, like, I can Did see you deserve that essence in the first place. But maybe they're just on some sort of like super flow state zag where they're just like. I've, I've never had a super flow state except except for civilization six when you play as the creep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's literally just this drum like and 12 hours later, I'm still bopping my head till uh, it's great. Um. If you got strong men to hold you up, if you got the finest <laughs> DJs better. in the land of France I doing their side chain that. beats all day and all night in the in the in the <laughs> musty the grotto of dance, I'm there. <laughs> so wrapping up Erica's thing, basically, um, she sees it's kind of like it makes sense and the reason why it ended so quickly, right? Because you know these people are so devout. Or maybe emotionally frail. Who knows what happened? You know, it was a bad time period. They were these were broken people that they could have felt compelled to dance for days or weeks based on their faith. And then it also explains why when they were given faith as an answer and they went to the temple. It stopped. Right. Like it, 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 it like wraps up nicely that way. Man, Either if way. that was that, I, I would imagine they would have wrapped that shit up real quick. They're like, you know what? Actually, I'm tired. Like, yeah, I guess people just uh, walked around the statue a bunch. And then it, uh, over time, people just stopped. That is they stopped insane. Dancing. It's just, yeah, it's I don't it's fucking it's scary to think about. Like I said, it's got that kind of obscene horror vibe. Yeah, there, there's many vibe. books about this. Um, Waller, I believe, even has a book you can find on Amazon. But I think it's like college book prices. I think it things like 50 oh, bucks. God. It's ridiculous. But there's a lot of books about this. It isn't the only type of weird plague that happened in Europe uh, during this time period. Because if you recall the Middle Age, I mean, like, I think we all need to have the history lesson of like after the fall of the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire, they it was like. They had running water. They almost had like, the internet. Like it just felt like <laughs> literally like you watch it's Hercules, scary. you know, I know that's the Greeks, but like you watch Hercules and you see like the like, uh, oh, like some guy, he's like selling like a concession stand, but it's like, I get it. It's like 
being at a Laker game, but it's like in ancient Greece. And then I go to like a museum and I dead ass see like a snack stall from ancient Greece. That's yeah. like 50% off today only. And you're like, Oh my it's God. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like history repeats yeah. itself. In, in the, the, in the Coliseums and straight up the Coliseums, there would be dudes who walk up and down the aisle and literally, you know, be like, get your, I don't know, bread here. They would, they would <laughs> and, just and they see, he throws it like 700 feet to like some yes. kids. Like, oh, yeah. Get your spice, get your spiced beef jerky. They would have Meanwhile, all some that poor stuff. bastards being ripped apart by lions <laughs> down as the main attack. Christians. And so they, you know, during that time period, Rome and, you know, even it, it's kind of like a cyclical thing, right? Like you were saying, Matthew, like, yep. Egypt, there was a height cyclical. of the Egyptian empire and then it faded away. And then over time, there was the height of the Roman Empire, and that faded away. And during that time period where everything faded away was, in this case, the medieval period in the Middle Ages before the Enlightenment. And it was bad. Like, it was, you know, we wipe our hand, or we wipe our butt with our left hand and shake with the right kind of bad. Right. Like, it's, that's, man. you know, that's why left-handed was was a bad thing. Right, being left-handed was bad because you used that dude, hand to wipe your butt. That's that's what it was like. It was so that kind of stupid, life. man. How do you we know, let this happen over and over again? I don't know. You know what's scary, man? And I'm sure Jesse probably feels similarly. Is that like as somebody who was like went to school and like majored in history and shit? It's like watching, like knowing that history of all the empires coming, and then watching America hit that 250 year mark, and just watching us struggle with the same exact shit. That caused every empire previous to topple because America's an empire. We can call us a country, but we're very much an empire in a lot of ways. I mean, the way the Romans treated their substates are the same way we treat our states. You agree to be part of our empire and then you have your state's rights and that kind of thing. I was watching that. It's crazy uh, to watch. I was watching that QAnon documentary on HBO and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, this is just really like they're just it's literally like crazy superstitions. Like it's literally just the same thing as like, you know wearing red shoes and going to church it's the same shit it's like as based in fact as any of that but if we hit ten thousand dollars on our patreon we too will consume argot and go out into the streets of your small english town i will not i will not do that it messed yeah, i'm it afraid messed i don't want to do that either but uh no. so either way those are our best guesses um there there are many other theories all of them wild and like you know the possession sort of aspects or but there's no real information on these events. You know, most of it happened during the Middle Ages. There was piss poor record keeping during the Middle Ages. You know, d- this type of dancing mania, you know, hasn't appeared in the last 500 years Thank and goodness. only appeared during this time period of the Middle Ages. It wasn't <laughs> happening in Rome, for example. So, you know, no one truly knows what caused this. But for a time during the darkest part of Europe's past, even dancing was a plague. Unbelievable. That's nuts. Just like what the laughing story. plagues, too. Like, mm-hmm. how can you keep what's so funny that you're laughing for two months? I've never heard anything <laughs> that funny. I know, like, nowadays, <laughs> I know nowadays they're like, you know, all jokes have been done, but maybe back then they just weren't. And people were just like, oh my God, that is hilarious. <laughs> to get to the other side, are you serious? Are you shitting me? That's genius. Are so new. The first guy who was like, and boy, are my arms tired. People died from that joke. <laughs> he was the one flying. Come get it. 
<laughs> literal the deaths. Countless people died. It's terrible. Oh my god. There's a Monty Python yeah. sketch about that. <laughs> that's what that's what it, that joke killed means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Mm, what a so story. that is our mystery. Still never Thank know. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's a, that is a I I never heard of that. That was nuts. That's just like I said. It's got such interesting horror flavors to it. Uh, I enjoy that. So thank you so much, Jesse, for for doing that. Now we've got to go do what Alex said. And uh, we're going to go do Urgit some extra. and dance in your town. Assuming yes, you're French. Uh, soon, when we all have our vaccine, that's how we're going to perform from now on. Yeah. We just the next two million live show is going to be fucking wild. Let me promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> we all just take a little Urgit before we get on stage next live show. I'm going to dump I... my knees in my own pee before I get on stage this time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a spiritual experience I let you know, for you. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to our next live show, mostly because we'll have a new memory of a live show, and I hope yes. it's better than your previous one, Alex. I don't have to keep going back to the same piss on my own pants story <laughs> but you didn't you didn't. i just slipped in somebody else's piss and shit <laughs> while i was being you know like that's the thing that sucked about it the most is that it was just like a release for me i've been waiting to do it i wasn't gonna do it on stage i got in there real quick and then i like got like full-on charlie browned by life <laughs> full-on charlie browned it's so gross. i can't wait to go to the next live show and have the guy be like i was the guy who said i wouldn't turn around <laughs> Ooh. Or else I would have peed on you. Speaking of live show, like I don't want to, I don't want to say nothing, but I'm going to say something. <laughs> Plans are in the works, and if we get the venue, it's it's exciting. I it's exciting, love, y'all. I would love to be what what he's talking about. I would love to do a show there. I've always wanted to I, my whole life. Never been. And it could and be anywhere. It could I've be anywhere. Been, so, you know, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It could be well, anywhere, I'm, but like, I'm very excited. But I have so, wanted to do it my whole life. So all I'm saying is narrows it down as the pandemic <laughs> slowly winds down. Hopefully, fingers crossed, please um, make some October plans to be in L.A. You know, end of October. Just like make some plans. God, I, it's been it'll be a be two years you know, at just that make point some since plans. our last live show. Yeah, just you know, make some plans. Just think about October. It's a ways off. Block out. Like, Block out. About late October. October. Let just a Chaluminat know. It. You know, reach yeah, out. Chaluminat know. We got to go speak to some other Chaluminats in a chill mini. I'll so, show you guys uh, some gonna... actual good candy too when you guys come to the show. You'll see. Yeah, I got some bit of honeys. I'll hand out bit <laughs> of honeys to everybody. <laughs> some zigzags. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for uh, listening. If you uh, if you want to, you can head over to the Patreon. Like Alex said, you can jump on in and go listen to the mini sode. That's what it's we're going to go so do. Good. It's such a good and value. next week. Betty and Barney Hill begins. We'll see you then. Ooh. Bye. Everybody. Hey, are you a fan of The Office, Radio Rental, or perhaps just a fan of Rain Wilson? Then you're going to want to check out Dark Air with Terry Carnation. Dark Air with Terry Carnation was created by Rain Wilson and Aaron Lee. And Rain Wilson stars as the man himself, Terry Carnation, a late night talk show radio host of Dark Air, which deals with bizarre topics, outrageous callers, and other fun mysteries. Dark Air with Terry Carnation is a behind the scenes look into Terry Carnation's return to the late night AM radio waves after a three year hiatus, which started around the time of his wife's death. You'll hear from a caller who is living with an. You'll hear from a caller who is living with an opinionated spirit. Another caller shares details about her dog that can see ghosts with his lazy eye, and one particular call will send shivers down your spine. Is the mysterious caller Terry's late wife? Be open to all possibilities when listening to Dark Air with Terry Carnation. Dark Air with Terry Carnation is a darkly funny new podcast from Audio Boom and has an all-star cast. 
In addition to Rain Wilson, Dark Air with Terry Carnation stars Karen Sani from Deadpool, Al Al Madrigal from The Daily Show, and Yvette Nicole Brown from Community. There will be an office reunion on an upcoming episode with Angela Kinsley, Kate Flannery, and Creed Bratton making guest appearances. And Dark Air with Terry Carnation premieres April 1st. And Dark Air with Terry Carnation premieres April 1st and releases new episodes every Thursday. Go get your listen on.